0: I want you to get your word uh, very quickly. We're going to go to Mark, the 16th chapter and the 5th verse. If it's your first time here with us at All Nations Worship Assembly in San Bernardino, thank you for being here. Uh, You have have a, a number of places you could have chosen to worship at. And the fact that you chose to be here with us today, we're so excited. We've made room for you today uh, by uh, instead of having our one worship experience, we've broken it up in three to uh, make room for you to be able to be here. And we're excited that you are here in the house of the Lord. Mark chapter 16 and uh, verse number five. Are you ready for the word of God? The Bible says in entering the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a long white robe sitting on the right side. And they were alarmed. Verse number six. But he said to them, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. Verse number seven. But go tell the disciples and Peter that he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him as he said to you. I want to minister this word under the thought just as he said. Just as he said. Thank you so much. We are in um, what is the Sunday that makes it all matter. Um, Resurrection Sunday, the Sunday that we celebrate the resurrection of Christ. Jesus went through an amazing journey for us to be able to experience the life that we live. Um, When man was in the midst of sin, God saw fit that he would send his son. One of your favorite scriptures, many of you, John chapter 3, verse number 16, for God. That. For some of you, that's the only scripture you know. And and the thing about it, (laughs) the thing about it, it's important one to know, but amen, you know it. Um. Important thing about it is that God decided, listen, I'm going to wrap myself in flesh and I'm going to come into this earth and I'm going to make it that the people that I'm going to give my life for will never be able to say that I don't understand their experience. I didn't just want to be God on the throne, but I wanted to be the God that had been touched at the places they would be touched. So when the scripture says that Jesus forever on the right hand of the father interceding for us, he intercedes from the perspective of having knowledge about the human experience. Not only did he come and not only did he live, but the truth is that he lived amazing life. 30 years of preparation, 30 years of preparation and, uh, and, and in the 30th year, uh, he, he began to start his ministry and begin to do his exploits. Let me just pause for a moment to say to you, you ought to embrace preparation. Now, now this ain't even on my notes, but I feel like 10 of you need to hear this. You, you need to embrace preparation. We're in the time in America where you can just flip a uh, switch on, go live, and become an expert at whatever you think you're an expert at. You just introduce yourself as an expert. And the thing about numbers, you can switch numbers all kinds of ways, right? So what cracks me up is when people be like, my event was sold out. They don't tell you they only had 10 tickets. We, 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 we become experts or whatever. We want to become experts. At. Y'all know what I'm talking about because some of y'all did it. We, we, we become experts. It's okay to have fun in church. I promise it is. We become experts at whatever we want to become experts in, especially the American culture today. Jesus went through a time of preparation and at 30th year, he began his ministry. And as he began his ministry, he did not just walk the earth um, just preaching. But as he walked the earth, he walked in great demonstration. He wanted to create a model for us. When he came into the earth, it wasn't just about experiencing what you experienced, but it was to model for you how you should live. And as he went through life, he lived a life that was absolutely selfless. Jesus did not live a life that was about him. He even told his mother when she began looking for him, he said, woman, you don't understand. I'm about my father's business. Jesus wanted to give you an experience of understanding that how you can be able to live a life that makes high impact to the people that are around you lived this life and while he was in his ministry he began to work all kinds of miracles he healed the sick he, he raised the dead he cast out devils he he began to do these things to show you that god's power is greater than any power in the earth only five of you gonna say amen at the 9 a.m service but but listen to me his power is greater and this is the thing that i love about jesus uh, the god we serve is that he is not powerless Man, I have no shade to anybody who has uh, any kinds of religion, maybe a little shade, but I, I, I'm not I'm not I'm not going to in any way, shape, form or fashion worship um, at, at the feet of a fat man that eats fruit. I'm not going to do it, Buddha, no Buddha worship today. And and, and the reason why I'm going to do it, because your statue has no power. We have proof that the risen Savior, that our Savior, even before he was risen, walked this earth and began to walk in pure power. Now that's a point to celebrate because it means that no matter what you're dealing with today, God has power for that. Now, five of you said amen. What's wrong with the rest of you? I said whatever problem that you have in life, there is power for that. So here's the good news. If you are sick today, I want to introduce you to a man named Jesus. He has healing power to take sickness and disease and to sit it where it came from. You're preaching Sherman. sermon. Thank you, sir. Um, Jesus walked the earth. He began to walk in power. Um, but he came to a point... Even when he began to work his miracles, he began to do this thing, interesting thing, where he began to tell people, Shh, "Don't say anything. Keep it to yourself. Don't share this with anybody." It was this idea that Jesus had a great comprehension of timing. He knew. That there was a specific time that God wanted him to be manifested or for people to know who he was because he knew that when people understood who he was, it would irritate the religious systems in the world around him that would push towards his crucifixion. He did not want to die before his time, but he wanted to die on time. Are you getting this today? He was not confound by time, but he used time as a tool to be able to give victory to you. And so he made a decision that he said, I'm going to make sure that I keep at the pace that God wants me to keep. He comes along his journey where the story became too great, where many begin to know about what he did and how he operated. And the religious system surely became mad. It was amazing that all of a sudden one day he began to, to ride into town on a donkey that had been set up for him to take. And he began to ride on that donkey and the many people began to cry out, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest, celebrating him as the king he was. But not too long after that, the story changed. The story changed and some of the same people that yelled Hosanna in the highest are some of the same people that begin to yell crucify him. Pre-sermon. Something began to happen. Something began to happen where an innocent man all of a sudden began to feel even at that moment the weight of the world upon his shoulders. He knew it was time. He knew that things were shifting. And he went through the process of of being beaten beaten and being his skin being ripped off of his body. And he went through the process of being mocked and spat upon. Because he said, I'm going to take all of this on me so they'll never have to take it on themselves. I'm going to handle the weight of every sin that they could ever think of ever commit or ever experience. I'll take it upon me. And so he did it without saying a word went through the experience and, and, uh, and they, they all of a sudden say you know what we are we're going to crucify you you know uh, Pilate said I really don't want anything to have to do with this you know who do who you, who you, who y'all want to get you want this, this, this thief and this, this horrible person that's committed all of these crimes uh, do you want to crucify him or what do you say about this Jesus Christ and, and the crowd begin to scream crucify him they wanted the blood of Jesus they wanted Jesus to die and they let the criminal be at the place of going free. It was all a part of the plan. But as the plan began to progress, Jesus now is having a cross that he has to carry. He has a a burden that he has to carry. And on that cross, I believe, as he carried that burden, he thought about you. But not only you, your entire bloodline. Jesus was thinking about you over 2,000 years ago as he bare a cross upon his shoulders and went through a town. He was thinking about you went to, to, to Mount Calvary, where they planted this cross, and, and they placed Jesus upon the cross. Now listen to me, up until this point, I need you to understand that the story, the story is not really that great yet. So I'm mean like, what do you mean? I mean, there were a bunch of people, healers, that were walking around in Jesus day walk with me there there were a lot of people that were walking around and doing miracles and uh, there were mystics that were walking around and saying i can do this and i can do that and so at this point it did not paint him to be who he said he was just because he exhibited some kind of power some of you not getting that i'm gonna tell you some of you are tricked and bamboozled now because you think that everything that glitters is gone there is some stuff man just because they can do x y and Z, don't believe me they belong to the kingdom I'm going to say it any while. So he gets, he gets to this place and he gets on the cross and still the story doesn't become great because if you study it, he was not the only man on the cross that day. The Bible makes it clear that he was on a cross and on the other side of him was a thief and over here was he was not the only guy on the cross. So the cross doesn't make him special. Appreciate your cross. But your cross is not what makes him the individual that really matters. I know y'all don't like this. <laughs> You're walking around and celebrating the cross, but if it ended at the cross, then we would worship a lamb and not a lion. And that's not what he intended, y'all. Ah, the lamb saved you, but the lion gave you power to live. Get your neighbor next to you and say, it's bigger than the lamb. It's bigger than the lamb. Boy, you're preaching. Thank you, sir. It's important. Just talking. Please have your seat. um, That you understand that the cross did not make the difference. He's on the cross. And they say, you know, uh, they're going to mock him. Crown a thorn upon his head. Begin to, to, to say, you're the king of Jews. The king of Jews, why don't you come on down off that cross? Jesus endured the process just for you. Here's the thing about the process. What makes the difference is that Jesus went in dead but came out alive. Now, I know you used to just screaming at the end of the message on Easter. But if I could find just a 100 people that would praise God that he went in dead. Uh-oh but he came out alive. I said he came out. The difference of the matter is the resurrection, not the cross. Take your seats. Uh, the, the resurrection, the resurrection, now, in our text today, in our text today, in Mark chapter 16 and verse 6, you know, angel is there and people have come here to the place where Jesus was laid. He said to them very clearly, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. But he is, there's a difference maker, risen. If you were to study one day, I hope you do, you will find out that that word risen is the word egagro. And this is what it means in the Greek. It means to be awake. I know you awoke, but I know you woke, but I know the, for real, the resurrection power. Uh, it means to be awake. It means to lift up. It means to raise up. Resurrection was the difference. Yeah. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is that central moment in human history that serves at the foundation of Christian doctrine. If there's no resurrection, you have no place to place your faith. I want you to change your jewelry. Stop wearing your crosses. Stop wearing tombs that are empty on you. Hello. Because it is the resurrection. I'm sorry if you got a cross. You're like, man, he's trying to kill my whole cross life. I'm, I'm sorry. It's the resurrection that was the difference maker. After having truly assumed human nature and submitted to an agonizing and shameful public death. Public death, the internal son of God, was truly raised up from dead and he was placed in his glorified body. His resurrection validates his identity as the divine son of God. Uh, It demonstrates his irrevocable victory over death and the grave. And secures both his present, our present salvation and the salvation for those that are to come. The resurrection is everything. You, don't, you couldn't get saved without the resurrection. John, John I mean Romans rather, chapter 10 and verse 9 even says, if we confess with our mouths, in the Lord Jesus, and believe in our hearts, not that God put him on the cross. If we confess with our mouths, the Lord Jesus, and believe in our heart, not that he was the lame that was slain. But if you believe in your heart that God, watch this here, has raised Him from the yes. vest, how you get saved. It's it's, it's it, it even you can't you can't receive salvation without a full revelation of resurrection power. Jesus, uh, through His sacrifice, becomes the embodiment of grace. If grace was to have a name, its name would be Jesus. Um, Jesus becomes uh, the embodiment of grace. Jesus, if you understand this, is perfect theology. If you want to understand anything about God, you want to understand anything about the kingdom, you want to understand anything about how God works, you must study Jesus. You've got to study him. And here's the problem with many of us in America's churches today. We have studied preachers, but we haven't studied Jesus. We, we, we become we come we become duplicates of people that we like in the pulpit so we do our hair like them. we wear our clothes like them, we act like them walk like them and the problem is why we are copying the fool in the audience approved uh, on the stage you have missed out on following Jesus. follow Jesus when you when you really follow Jesus and you study Jesus you'll get to a point where nothing can really shake your faith I said that nothing can shake your faith when you really understand Jesus you want to know why your faith is being shaken so strong right now because many of us have not pressed into a revelation of Jesus the only things we know about Jesus is what the guy with the mic said about him But when you study Jesus, you'll understand. And the Bible says in John chapter 1 and 14, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us and beheld his glory. And the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, watch this, full of grace and truth. (laughs) Jesus was the embodiment of grace and truth. Yeah, if you got truth and no grace, you don't have Jesus. If you have grace and no truth, you don't got Jesus. I said it. If you don't have truth and grace, grace and truth, you've got it all. And many of us in around the world, you want to spit truth, truth, truth to your family. But the reason why they don't want your Savior is because you're lacking grace. Look at your neighbor and say, it is both and. It is not either or. Tell them it's both and. It's not either or. You got to have grace. Jesus. He's the embodiment of this thing. Jesus Christ, his resurrection was the demonstration of God's power unto us who believe. When you really understand what Christ has done, do you understand that there is no separation between what he did and your life? What I believe part of my task is for you today is to know what was written is what God wants you to experience right. two of you understand what I'm saying that, that, that what was written in scripture is actually the experience that God wants you to have in every area of your life now you can only grab this if you really admit that you've got some dead places around you you came here today with your Easter best on, faking and shaking like it's all together. But I believe there may be a hundred people in the room that say, I'll be honest. I, I, I just want to be honest. I'll be honest and just let you know real quick. I, 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 I have a problem. Yeah. I have a problem. There's some dead stuff around me. I love the Lord with all my heart, but there's some dead connections. My marriage seem a little dead. Not mine. Maybe that's what your testimony is. I don't know. Just to be clear, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, this, uh, 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 you know, your business might be dead, your, your this might be dead. But for whatever is dead, there is resurrection power. If you, if, you, if, you leave, if you leave the resurrection on Easter Sunday, you're going to miss out on the whole point of it. Uh, that he, he, he died and he was resurrected so that you could experience what it is that he completed by coming out of the grave. Somebody say, this is good to me. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1. I'm to just read a little bit. And then um, we'll send you home so you can get your chicken or whatever you're eating today. And, um, and you, he made alive. I, I mean, we could just leave it there. You, he made alive. See, I, don't, I don't know. Some of us, we got saved so long that we forgotten how messed up we were. Interesting enough, people get saved five minutes and become historians on the Bible. People, 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 you become a theologian in ten seconds. It's like we, 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 we come into Christ and then all of a sudden we become the judgment seat for people. Only some of y'all going to be honest. Now you, 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 you got saved and you came out of the same kind of mess I came out of. But yet you feel like you have the strength or the wherewithal to point your finger at somebody. Huh? You move into a place of assessing somebody else's walk with God as if you had perfected your walk with God. Yeah. Y'all acting like y'all never seen this before. You're getting into a place now where you feel like you can tell me about this, that, and the other as if you have walked this thing out completely and you understand all the ins and outs about it. But the truth is, I had to be made alive and you had to be made alive too. Let me remind you, you were dead in your sins and Christ yet still died for you. Just because you save, I know, I'm a prophet of God. You still got issues. You need grace every day. I've been saying all 10 years, almost 10 years of pastoring this church, I've been telling them this. If I was to get audio of your thoughts, Unedited. Some of y'all right now, wish you rushed it along because I'm surely ready to go home. I just wanted to do my Easter duty. We, we, if you were, what would we find out that was going in there? I know you was raising your hand earlier. I know, I know the man of God was singing and you was rocking back and forth. But the truth is, the activity in your mind is the proof that you need Grace. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. 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 You need grace. Look at your neighbor, they acting like they got it all together, Say, so he talking to you. You need grace. We are all are made alive. In him who were who were dead in trespasses and sins, the verse says. Keep going. Ephesians chapter two, verse two, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. I wish I had time. Verse three. Uh, among whom also all once conducted ourselves, you were all once there. It's a reminder. You were all once there. You mm-hmm. yeah, so when you when you start lacking grace for people, you've got to be reminded. We were all once there. Uh, once you start your little ministry and your Facebook Live and your periscope and your brand and your logos and, and all your you know your, your apparel, your t-shirt line, because everybody got one in there. When you when you you when you after you've done all of that, remember. Go back to this place and remember, we were all once there before. We were all once there before. You know, verse verse 4 said, but God, who is, this, this just preaches on this. I ain't got to say nothing, I'm just reading. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us what alive. Oh, oh look at this! To uh, interesting, interesting. He could have just said made us alive, but this verse is showing us that real resurrection power is going to be experienced together. Yeah I believe that many of us are missing out on certain levels of the resurrection power it's because we refuse to come Yeah 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 pride will stop you from the right connections you're like, I can't be around them because you ain't got it together and I got my stuff together. I've been stacking my coins and you two broke. We can't be friends. I holler. I don't want to talk to you. I can't be around you. I can't be around you. What if God said and listed the reasons why he probably should not be found hanging around with you? You don't want this truth. You married, but your eyes wonder, reverend. You're you, you married, but if cakes walk by, your eyes follow. If you don't understand that language, don't worry about it. I'm not talking to you. But you, I'm not. No, no, it's no shade. I'm just trying to bring out to the fact you need grace, and you have no place to place judgment on. Or to separate yourself from others when God has called us to be alive. What that word say? Yeah. Y'all sound like a bunch of Presbyterians. This a Pentecostal church. Open your mouth. We are to what? Yeah. Together. Here's my other favorite part. You're supposed to only have one favorite, by the way. So that's for. For everybody to have five best friends. You've ruined the word. Best of notes one. Moving on. Use the English language properly, please. Uh, even <laughs> as I continue to uh, use it wrong. Let me keep going. It uh, says together. Look at this, though. With Christ. So it's this thing that. Um, that this thing is that when, I, when, I, when I'm connecting together in the kingdom, it's, it, it, it begins to, this, this thing now where Christ is connected in with us. Yes, It's with Christ. It's with Christ. Let's keep moving. By grace. By what? Grace. By what? Grace. By what? Grace. No, you have to work on the usher board. No, no, you have to join the choir No, nah, you, you gotta volunteer a certain number of hours. No, 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 no. Look at even, even Even in our prejudice that we carry, we begin to judge people's salvation. Maybe you don't want to be honest, I'll talk about myself. There have been many times where I'm like, these folks don't want God, don't know God. Don't barely come to church. I'm just telling my own story. Uh, just don't barely come to church. They no way in the world they c- could not know Jesus, because when you know Jesus, Amen, you got a love for His house and you just want to support His house and you want to be together. This just you know how. Can I be honest? I've had moments in life where I even got into a judgmental place. But since I've been studying grace, God has been revealing to me and agreeing every single area in my life where I've had a bit of religious pride on the end. And if you would have asked me two months ago, I would have told you I had none until I started understanding and studying grace. And I found out that many stuff, much stuff I've been saying about individuals along my journey was because of my prejudice, not how God feels about them. As much as it is needed for you to be in the house of God so you can grow. You need a church to develop. But I'm going to tell you, you coming to church don't really mean that you're going to get saved. And you not coming to church don't mean you're not going to be saved. And a lot of preachers don't want to say that because they don't want to lose their congregation. But I hope you appreciate the honesty today. You can never come here again and still walk right up in heaven. Now, if you want to you wanna, you wanna make it easier for yourself, you probably want to do some together business, but I mean, hey, have at it. You know, whatever you're into. But it's by grace. Is this helping anybody in this Catholic church? By grace, you've been saved. Look at this, verse 6. I'm just walking through the word. Uh, and, and raise up Together. And made us sit together. That's that word again. That's that word again. You don't, you, listen, you don't even make sense until you're in the right community. How about some of you trying to figure out life right now? Because you, you haven't gotten yourself in the right faith community. That's why it's called the body of Christ. You hear me? No, I told you before, nobody looks at a foot bone by itself and be like, ooh, that's a sexy bone. I mean, ooh. Look at that foot bone. I mean, sexy. Foot bone. Mmm. Nobody look at no bone. And he's excited about it, unless you sick. ain't nobody looking. <laughs> come on, but what makes a fine man a woman is when the bones come together and say that It's a whole body. Hello, walk with me. I'm trying to make it practical for you. It's a whole body that you look at and say, oh, I see. okay, I see <laughs> what you're working with, that changes the game. It's a whole look at your body and say it's a whole body. whole body. Every part of the body matters. And you need a body. I don't know why I'm here right now, but I got to say this. And it doesn't matter what kinds of bodies you've been in before and how mean they've been to you. I get it. I get it. Christians can be ugly. Both in attitude and I'm no, just kidding. So, 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 I'm just kidding. Just joking. Christians can be funky. Come on, y'all. Let's be honest. So we get these experiences with Christians. We get these experiences with a certain church a certain place, and we make a decision, I'm never going back there again. I'm never, I'm never going to join a church because they were so mean to me. They assessed me as soon as I walked in the building before they got to know me. They, 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 I, I'll never go in that whole thing. But here's the thing with that, and I'm going to tell you what I tell people all the time. You had bad food, but you ain't stopped eating. I can tell. I'm looking at the room right now. You! You! You ain't missing no meals, bro. Missing no meals, bro. No meals. <laughs> but why, when it comes to your spiritual life that matters more than your natural life, you let one ignorant acting person, or five, or a hundred, I don't care how many it was, that acted a fool stop you from being together in the right community? I need you to look at somebody that looks like they're ready to go home already and tell them, you got to do it together. Let's keep reading. Let's keep reading. Made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Yeah, verse 7. Um, that in the ages to come might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Verse 8. For, for, for what? By there it is again. By grace. He's the embodiment of grace. By grace, by grace you were saved through faith. And not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Told you all the last couple of weeks, it's the free gift. That you can do nothing to earn. Why do you have to think that you have to do a whole bunch to keep it? Moving on. Not of works. Did you see that? Meaning not of the stuff you did. Because if you was doing it because of the stuff you did, if I did it because of the stuff you did, you have a reason to boast. But it's so free, you don't have nothing to be walking around being full of pride for. Because we are all on the same playing field. Let's keep going. For we are all his workmanship, created in Christ. Created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared before we would walk in him. God's resurrection power was brought to you by grace. Grace had a name, his name would be Jesus. Grace, Jesus walks through the process, goes to the cross. Not only does he go to the cross, but he experiences the resurrection so that you could experience the resurrection. But what I love about this, and here's the whole message right now in the next three minutes, is that Jesus made a promise of what he would do. Do you remember even in the times where he was standing before Pilate? He said, if you take this temple down, he said, I'll raise it up in three days. He was prophesying to them and saying, listen to me, I keep my promises. And whatever I said, I'm going to do. I'm going to do exactly what I said I'm going to do. Now, that doesn't mean anything to you if you don't have a promise but if you got anything in the room that you've been believing God for and believing that he would do and it hasn't quite manifested yet the power of the resurrection and the resurrection story becomes the thing where you can lay your faith and said he'll do it just like he said he would Uh, it it doesn't matter how it feels doesn't matter what's going on around me doesn't matter what people are saying doesn't matter because listen to me when people don't want you to go to the next level and all they've known is hanging around with chickens, as soon as you start taking flight and you start going higher, they got something to say about it. Why y'all acting like you don't know? And a lot of folks they'll say it out of the place, I'm just concerned about you. I just think you can't get. No, you. no, you know, you're not concerned about me. You stuck in you. And everything you see about my life, you see through the perspective of how stuck you are. And so now that I'm about to soar, you're telling me stuff like, oh, I forgot about where I came from. Nah, I remember where I came from. That's why I'm getting up out of here. I can't nobody. (gasps) I know exactly where I came from, and I no longer want to be here. Don't make nobody shame you because of your success in life. Success is fulfilling the plan of God for your life. That's the definition of success: fulfilling the plan of God for your life. When you become successful by fulfilling the plan of God for your life, the reason why you are here, you don't allow the noise and the chatter of people around you to make you second guess it, or to make you think that you don't, yeah, you, you, I shouldn't have this. You don't, I don't even know how you got that. Come on, if y'all be honest today, there's some people in your in your world. You know, some people you went to elementary school with, went to middle school with, went to high school with, and you saw them with a man, and you was like, how the heck did she? Y'all Christians faking today. How, how in the world do the ugliest people get a spouse? I'm just reading your spirit. I'm not saying that. I'm reading what you said. I see it in the room. I'm just reading you. You know, We get to the place. I'm about to close. We we get let me get out of here. We we get to the place where we're like, what is? I don't understand. Listen, there are many people who are watching your journey that don't understand how you got where you got, and you can't be concerned about making them understand. There are some people that, that will look at you and be like, I don't why, why do you, I mean, why do you do that? Why are you so dedicated? Why are you so focused? Why are you doing this and why are you doing that? I don't get that and I don't get that. You don't have to get it. And I don't expect you to get it because your thinking is down there. But guess what? I don't stay down there because I've been lifted up. I, I've been resurrected from the dead place I once was in. And I'm ready for my next level. Look at somebody next to you say, I've been resurrected, baby got to go. Got to make room for the next experience. Listen to me. God's resurrection power was not for a day. It was for eternity. The resurrection power was sent through one man for many generations. You, no matter how you've been, who you've been, and how long you've been in, have the opportunity to walk in resurrection power not just when you get saved but every day of your life.